Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Humpty Calderon. And today we are talking to Larry the Cucumber, co-founder at Pickle Finance. He shares the origin story of Pickle Finance, including the changes across the DeFi landscape since the protocol was launched. We also touch on memes, aligning incentives to users, and the value of interoperability between protocols. Let's get started. I got into the space 2016, 2017, you know, early days. Um, obviously, and like, like most people at the time, not in a full-time capacity, um, just poking around Solidity, what, what programmable money, and reflecting on what programmable money actually means and what it can achieve. Um, and, you know, fast forward to 2020, uh, you know, I've been, I've been working on projects with myself and friends all the time, but nothing in a full-time capacity. Um, and then DeFi summer starts with a yam finance. And it, it's crazy how we saw that um, projects can bootstrap themselves. Um, and, and, you know, in a non um, you know, and as, as opposed to the ICOs, uh, have a really flat and fair distribution of, of you know, project assets and equity um, to to the stakeholders. As you know, and, and that vision aligned with me. And you know, and farming was fun. And so we decided to uh, me and a couple buddies decided to create a new token. And and the thing at the time um, were food coins. We came we came right around the time that sushi was here. Um, you know, Yam, of course. Um, what other emojis? The Harvest Tractor, I suppose. Um, and, and we saw an opportunity um, specifically to extend on yield aggregation, um, which, uh, which Yearn, you know, set the foundation for. And, and what they have done is quite amazing. Um, and, and we've been, been able to carve our own little niche in yield farming. And, you know, there, there have been a lot of other protocols since who are, you know, attempting to do the same thing. But, it's a very, um, it's a very necessary product, and you know, um, we aim to deliver value, and, and you know, we have a lot of active users who, who, who you know, who we are able to engage for ideas, and that's that's part of the fun of what we do uh, in DeFi and specifically yield farming, because you know, there's no one way, one right way to uh, like to pursue yield, but so so it's it's always a conversation, you know, and and that's what that's what pickle finance. Um, what, what part of the ethos of Pickle Finance is to, to, you know, in collaboration with our users, seek out the best yield um, so as to you know, help them maximize profits, make DeFi easier for them and, you know, other people. Mm, I like that, making it easier. I mean, I think you're touching on something that we try to talk about here as regularly as possible. And it's how do we make this incredibly complex space more accessible? Uh, more easier to use, uh, more in line with 
maybe some of the language and tooling that we're used to while bringing them into this decentralized space, right? Where there's ownership, there's accountability, uh, there's better yields, obviously, uh, from you know the traditional systems that we're used to uh, working with. Yeah, totally. I want to I want to explore a little bit of what you touched on earlier with what which was the early days of DeFi, which you know around 2016 went from maybe nothing to something, and then of course to the explosion of DeFi summer last year. From your experience, what did you see uh, happening in DeFi and how was that evolving? And how did that inspire you to develop Pickle Finance? So actually, um, Pickle Finance, if, you know, for some people who, are, uh, who have been here a, a longer time, uh, we had an initial mission to stabilize stablecoins. Um, and that was um, due to the DAI token uh, constantly being off-pegged. But they, they, they changed their collateral requirements and, and included USDC. Uh, and, and so that was no longer such a big problem anymore. Um, but, but we had always set out to um, do uh, you know, some sort of public good. And that, that really aligned with a lot of community members. And so, so we're always trying to you know, um, approach, approach DeFi, our development, our work with collaborative attitude. Um, now with other protocols, it, it's not so much you know, unified under this stablecoin or uh, mission anymore, but that's that's sort of what drives us um, working with other protocols, um, and and you know uh, to repeat myself, making things easier for everyone. Well, that's good. Yeah, and so of course, food tokens. I remember my wallet at one point just looked like a menu ah. at some restaurant that had way too many things that it's... didn't necessarily taste good together. <laughs> But that that was fun though. I mean, again, going back to memes win the internet, right? Memes win crypto. I think that that is relatable. That's fun. That's accessible. Um, you know, I think also there was an interoperability to them, so that you could potentially use one or the other, and then eventually there was a bridge between them, and now you were kind of farming on these like on this different scale, right? Uh, but at the same time, still having fun while experimenting with these uh, new technologies. Uh, so that's that's good. Um, so in terms of like making things easier, let's talk a little bit about uh, Pickle Finance. How does it work, and what are some of the things that are built into it to make thing make DeFi easy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at its so here here's a typical user story. Um, a user will deposit. A certain curve LP token, um, say STE, uh, on on Convex, for example, and Convex is used to, uh, for those who aren't aware, to boost CRV yields because they have accumulated a bunch of their locked, a lock, a bunch of locked uh, CRV governance tokens, which um, which entitles them to a boost. Uh, there are there are a number of reward tokens that are received um, for doing so, um, including um, CRV. Uh, CVX, the native convex governance token, um, and in some other cases, you know, additional rewards such as um, three CRV tokens or spell tokens or whatever. Um, so now, now you have three tokens that are potentially harvestable when when a user uh, wants to reap the rewards. Uh, but but gas is is often quite expensive, uh, especially recently with the NFT boom, um, and and 
to capture profits um, is a bit cumbersome, and for you know smaller wallets, doesn't make sense to do uh, too frequently. And and but those people also might not want the um, the exposure to such like volatile war tokens. Some people might, and that's that's great. But for the people who want to just you know compound their their base asset, like I want more, I've deposited ETH LP tokens. I want more ETH. That's my you know that's my final goal. Uh, they can they can come to us, and we will um, reinvest all those reward tokens and socialize reinvestment. So they're not paying any of the gas costs. We are, um, and, and in doing so, they they save on gas, um, on the manual labor, and um, they also get the benefits of, of compounding, which you know for for cert, for higher APRs, the conversion to APY, uh, because your base position is getting built over time, um, is it can be quite significant. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and certainly I think it is something that can be more rewarding, uh, and touches on some of those things that you mentioned in terms of um, you know the gas expenses uh, to try to make things easier as well that's that's incredibly valuable mm-hmm. so in terms of you know just generally compared to other DeFi protocols what are some of the things that uh, maybe even including some of the things you already mentioned that pickle is trying to solve in a unique way would it be this auto compounding then would be one of the more unique elements of the protocol um i i would have to admit that auto compounding is not novel um, as as Jern did first, and there's there's a bunch of other yield aggregators such as you know, Harvest Finance, StakeDAO. Um, there's a plethora of them. Um, so a lot of it comes down to relationship building um, and offering, not necessarily unique, but but you know f- figuring out what people want to um, put their assets in in order to auto compound. Um, and initially, we had started off with like stablecoin assets, like the Curve L tokens I mentioned. Um, but then uh, it was discovered that there was a lot of enthusiasm for for more degen things, like cool twos, such as um, Alchemix, Alchemix's um, you know ALCX ETH pair, because you know the, the the effects of compounding on APY on actual returns can be it, like it is significant in those you know higher than one hundred percent APR scenarios. Um, so you know that's that's been a sort of evolution. We've we've discovered our use like this, and um, another aspect that we looked into is you know, that I mentioned is the partnerships, um, because you know it's 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 a two way street. We benefit off of you know being able to compound their asset, and we provide more exposure to their project, forming our community of um, you know what other projects have on offer. Um, often inviting other people to come to our community to do AMAs. So they can, uh, so we can learn about them, and then in turn go on their servers to, to to chat about pickle, and so that's the cool part. A more technical endeavor we're we're pursuing right now is is the is the urine back scratcher um, style um, product, which involves um, locking up a certain protocol's governance tokens to to boost yields across our entire protocol and exchange. You know, give them a, a tradable token. So Yearn has done, yeah, yeah Yearn has done this with CRP, um, and, and we are currently developing, uh, and in the later stages of doing this for um, Frax Finance, and you know hopefully they'll be able to review, and you know, we'll have the real pro- projects, a uh, product out soon, and that'll be a real 
you know, real big collaboration, uh, us two protocols. That is an interesting, I guess, evolution to DeFi that I wasn't aware of uh, in terms of, you know, these governance tokens and I guess adding liquidity back to these to these projects so that they can earn yield, but at the same time still have some sort of like method of transmission. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, um, Curve was the one who pioneered that model of vote locking their CRV and only those people who lock CRV for, you know, varying lengths of time up to four years are able to hold uh, voting power in their in their you know DAO government, uh, and, and so we 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 were actually the first protocol to uh, sort of adopt that model with uh, Dill. Um, Dill works largely the same way. You can lock pick, users can lock pickles up for up to four years, and uh, they get a couple benefits from doing so. Uh, one, they can vote on uh, governance proposals. Two, they get a share of protocol profits, forty five percent of everything. Um, we make goes back out to these holders, and, and three, they earn boosted pickle rewards when they participate in um, the pickle jars, which are you know which are our vaults, uh, the auto compound product. Um, so that that has worked really well for us. Um, over fifty percent of uh, pickles in circulation are actually locked up, because you know which is a good testament to to how much people believe in us. It's pretty cool to see. Uh, but you know since since then. A lot of other protocols have have developed the same system. Um, some examples include, oh, well, Frax Finance. Um, they have a lock. They, they they're able to lock. Users are able to lock for up to two years on their platform. Um, Spirit Swap over on Phantom does the same thing. Um, sushi is actually a, um, planning on launching O Sushi. Um, Largely the same thing to be able to boost the yields. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Because governance, first of all, is tricky, but also uh, finding a way to like lock value into your protocol is, is just as as tricky for a project. Because uh, you know, not necessarily talking about the financial aspect of it, but having too much of it in liquidity can also hurt because there's a lot of you know it's difficult to kind of gauge. Um, I guess community um activity or maybe even like um how much of that community you're locking up into the protocol um so it's interesting to hear that there's these mechanisms being uh experimented with in terms of locking them and uh, enabling some sort of like additional voting power and uh, additional incentives through a reward structure for these token holders so kind of like uh tackling these two things yeah, there's there's huge value capture, yeah, in that you get those with interest most line. Um, yeah, who, who be be the you know sole participator. Yeah, and I think that speaks to trying to mature the token voting governance too a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and not just having I guess people have their cake and eat it too, where they can use these tokens, uh, but also keep them you know liquid in a market and trading them. You're you're really incentivizing people. Who are more, I guess, um, dedicated? Maybe the wrong word, but yeah, yeah, with with the protocol. And I think that is incredibly valuable in trying to find new and novel ways to really capture that community that is uh, aligned with your project. To borrow your word there, and and really trying to uh, reward them with you know additional incentives and not just financial incentives. Yeah, yeah, well said. You know, you were talking about uh, users, you know, and, and 
you know, moments ago in terms of like listening to your community and, and trying to see, you know, how you can, uh, you know, reward them and engage with them better, creating, uh, you know, I guess, uh, functionality in the protocol that serves their needs based on what they're interested in. Uh, also, you were talking about, you know, partnerships that add value to the, to the platform. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about these partners. You know, what are some of the partners that are, uh, you know, that you're working with over at Pickle Finance and some of the ways that they are contributing to the project or ways that you're both kind of adding value to each of your projects? Yeah, um, I, the, the one, one of the ones I mentioned was Frax, where, you know, in general, we facilitate the locking of their government. So, and it benefits us because we get boosted rewards for our users. And it benefits them because they, you know, they have more tools to lock them. And then, you know, another protocol, namely us, would be able to participate uh, in their governance. Um, and as, you know, uh, as protocol participant, you know, you might get, you might get some benefits as opposed to um, individual users. Um, which, 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 which would be cool. Um, I don't know how it actually works in practice, but you know, ideally we could, you know, better each other uh, by by having you know large interests in, in each other and, and and you know working together in the most effective ways, and then you know sh helping shape each other. Uh, but but apart from that, um, other ways we look to collaborate are. Um, so, um, lending platforms, you know, Spell or Abracadabra has has been a big one recently. Um, they use yield bearing collateral um, to be able to allow users to mint their um, stablecoin MIM Magic Internet money, and um, you know, a, a very logical collaboration there would be for. Um, them to integrate a, a pickle uh, vault receipt token uh, and and allow people to uh, mint a stable coin from their yield bearing asset. Uh, they, they already have a couple other others of those, um, and we're we're in talks with, with other protocols, you know, Abracadabra included, but others such as um, My Finance over on Polygon, um, who we would love to see integrate our. Uh, die dar, which which um, produces you know, automatic die yield of of about ten percent, um, and you know, and to see them allow users to use that collateral to mint uh, their stablecoin would be awesome because you know I, I see it as a win win. Uh, it's hard to get that like such stable stablecoin yield, um, and you know, and and in doing and in using that. You know, also be able to participate in other DeFi activities, you know, um, namely uh, borrowing, and, and so and so being it's, it's very possible for um, us to build on other protocols, or and for other protocols to build on us as a DeFi Lego, and that you know interoperability, composability, is um, something we want, we want to encourage. But you know, a lot of it is also a marketing and communications uh, endeavor. To, to you know, or sort of educate other protocols, or or, or work with them and and help them in, in integrating us and, and vice versa. Yeah, and I do want to come back to that in terms of interoperability, but I, I I wanted to just 
trace back a little bit. You were talking about uh, jars. Just for um, clarification, jars are pools in the pickle finance protocol. Yeah, yeah. Jars are the main product. product. They're the ones who, um, where you just deposit a certain asset, and then we help them auto compound. Put, put, yeah, put your put your tokens in a jar. Okay, yeah, and it makes sense, right? Keep with the meme. That's awesome. Um, so I recently saw a tweet uh, from the Pickle Finance uh, Twitter account, and it was talking about the Opolis jar. Uh-huh. Walk me through that. Is that a partnership with Opolis? Or is that just uh, that you've enabled uh, that token or their token um, to be added to the jar? Yeah, so, so that's, that, that's an interesting question. Uh, Opolis is a partner of ours. Um, and are, are you aware of their platform? I am, and I hope to have them on this show soon. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I, uh, so, so Pickle actually uh, made a strategic investment in Opolis. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so we work closely together to incorporate their services and, and, and promote their services in our, uh, amongst our members, our, our, our core team. And then they recently came on, uh, them and Metacartel, uh, for an AMA uh, and, and shared all the cool things Opolis is doing. And, you know, I, I know several people who use it um, to automate or to, you know, provide structure to receiving crypto payments. Which, uh, which so, and for people not aware, uh, Opolis is a, a payroll service and, and payroll and benefits service for, for sort of the web free worker who might not be um, re- receiving, you know, monthly pay stubs from their from the regular job, but Opolis provides that structure, that legal structure, and the you know the, the benefits insurance um, for a very reasonable price. And I, I would I would have loved to go with them, but unfortunately, my my country of residence doesn't um, isn't supported yet. But they, they they do a great thing. Yeah, I I'm a huge fan. So. I think one thing that you're addressing here, and uh, I think it's worth exploring a little bit further, is just working in a Web3 environment, right? So we're going from the traditional workspace, right, which is maybe you are going to college or getting a degree, you get hired, uh, not, not necessary in that, you know, in that way, but you know, traditionally speaking, I think that's how it goes, and then you. You know, work at that job, you get a promotion through that job, you get insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, in the Web3 space, a lot of that structure doesn't exist, you know, uh, and there's projects like, you know, DeFi projects like Pickle Finance, there's NFT projects, there's DAOs. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are still missing in, I guess, the employment architecture that uh, services like Opolis can, can, can provide. In terms of like, you know, DeFi and Web3, how do you think that that can continue to evolve in the future? Um, You know, looking at something like maybe integrating Opolis, not saying that you should or will, but, you know, these DAO tooling that are, DAO tools or or just Web3 tools, excuse me, that are being created, how do you think DeFi will continue to evolve and integrate, you know, all of these different uh, technologies that are getting built in this space? I think it's, as you um, mentioned much earlier, that you know, DeFi is still really hacky, um, and you know we, we're focusing on building and less so on HR. And you know, as you put it, the employment architecture. But you know that that will be necessary. Um, and and Opolis, I think, is you know the first step towards that, um, or 
so so where you know where where DeFi projects, smaller ones, bootstrap ones, don't have the resources to run their own HR department, um, Opalus can provide all that structure and architecture. Um, and yeah, I think in general, it, it's going to come that the space will mature, um, and and such and people will expect such services be provided, right? Like like to be able to file your taxes. Um, and with, with certainty to be able to access, you know, health benefits, whatnot. Um, but you know, the space is still nascent and, and it might not come for a year, but, and that's, that, that's fine because, you know, we're all focused on building and that's, that's the priority. But yeah, you know, as, as it matures, the, the architecture and whatnot will, will come every, like all the, all the supporting functions, I guess. Cool. And so now to go back to talk about interoperability, since we kind of are addressing some of that now, you know, how not just DeFi protocols, but the projects themselves can interoperate with, you know, toolings that is getting developed for this space. Um, what are, you know, what are some ways you think the interoperability of protocols uh, will continue to evolve in the future? Uh, maybe we can touch on like cross-chain and cross-protocol and even um, cross membership um it's it's hard to it's that's really broad because uh interoper interoperability you know, even up to now has seen limitless applications um you know every DeFi protocol has the potential to be used as building block or a lego uh, for another to build on um I guess just the. Right, are you are you thinking more specifically to pickle or you know what what I've noticed as new uh, you know interoperability or or trends in DeFi? Yeah, may, maybe broadly, and then more specifically, pickle finance. Yeah, more broadly. Um, and if you don't have an answer, that's fine. No, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I, we've noticed the, and I, I think a lot of people are probably aware too. Um, the Olympus DAO protocol. They um, they recently introduced a new approach to liquidity. Are you are you aware of the the project? Uh, just generally. Yeah. So so they have um, so so one aspect uh, they have is the is Ohm the the algorithmic token. Um, but another one is their their method of providing protocol liquidity. Um, which which is really interesting, and and is sort of is quite different from the traditional yield farming um, method, where where users individual users stake their LP tokens and receive you know the protocol token in return for that service of providing liquidity. Uh, what they do is is called bonding, where um, users will provide uh, Olympus with an LP token. Say it's you know Pickle ETH. And then after a set maturity period, um, the user will receive in return the discounted um, pickle tokens. And, and, and in such a way, it, it, is a, it acts as a bond. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to dive deeper into that because I hadn't heard of that, but that sounds like an, uh, a, a different way of like using DeFi, I guess. So what's on the roadmap for pickle finance then? It's it's uh, some of the things I mentioned already were the were the tracks 
back scratcher. We're, we're, we're constantly working on, you know, more jars. Some of the sidechain stuff we're still working on, expanding on um, Arbitrum, which we've done recently to provide more jars. Um, what else? Yeah. Those, those are some of the big objectives right now. Um, expanding our farming opportunities to uni v uh, 3 And yeah, those, those are some of the more immediate uh, goals we have. And that's great. Uh, what are some of the differences between, uh, I guess, the current uh, Uni V2 versus Uni V3 that you think are going to uh, play a role in Pickle in the future? Um, it's, it's hard to say. Uni V3 is slowly picking up. Um, the, the adoption of Uni V3 is slowly ramping up. And I didn't think it would actually be so fast because it's sort of a little more complicated. For normal users to uh, approach, but but it certainly has benefits of you know uh, capital efficiency with their with their concentrated liquidity, um, where you know users can provide liquidity in, in, in only a certain range uh, and earn more fees on less capital. But that's you know that's just a commentary on UV, on benefits of UV three versus two in general, um, and and for us it's just you know sort of an engineering thing to, to work our our, our existing code into into this new paradigm that's all we have for today i hope you enjoyed this conversation if you'd like to learn more about pickle finance go to pickle.finance and on twitter at pickle finance thanks for listening to crypto sapiens please give us a follow like and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcast and stay tuned for our next discussion